Blog Talk Radio. Of music, which uh, I believe it's 
coming back in a different form, and I, I'm kind of digging it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at how media is playing a big role in bringing back the music industry and bringing back artists. This is a great time right now. We're seeing the rekindling of the music industry starting this year. Uh, a lot, lot more things are happening, which is kind of great. Absolutely. Um, I love that you said <clears throat> Kindle in that, which we'll mention later. Mm-hmm. But, well, you know, the, yeah. yeah, you know, one of the biggest things that's happening uh, this week in the music industry is uh, the Michael Jackson trial, which is uh, in, out here in California and, uh, you know, um, this doctor, Dr. Conrad Murray, is on trial for manslaughter. Um, that's interesting. Most of the media is out here, and uh, uh, that's what's going down in Southern California. And so far, uh, so far, it's not looking too good for the doc. Um, but wow. you know, he has a defense. He, he has a defense, but we're gonna wait. The prosecution is now on. Uh, they're on top of him, and uh, it looks like. Uh, it looks. I don't know, Ian. It looks like he. Kind of had some negligent things going on, and he didn't pay attention and wasn't closely monitoring his patients. So, uh, you're in this country, you're proven, you got to be proven guilty. You're innocent until proven guilty. So, I'm going to hold it out that he's, he's innocent until uh, the trial is over. But uh, right now, he's still proven guilty. Yeah, right now, it looks like he's got a, he's got a big mountain to climb. climb. And uh, if he gets convicted, you know, he's going to pretty much. Uh, lose his license and uh, go to jail for a couple of years there or four years, which might not be enough. But, uh, you know, Michael Jackson was a kid star, and we are yeah. a kid program, so I had to bring that up because, uh, you know, hey, you know, this is the this is part of being in the business. If you want to be uh, a kid star, you know, you got to watch these things. You know, you got to watch what you do. You got to make sure you, you don't take any type of medicines and drugs without uh, – you know, being closely monitored by a doctor and make sure you're doing the right things and get your education out there. So all you kids who want to be kid stars or the king of pop, you know, make sure you don't get yourself in a predicament like this, like that one. Because, uh, I love Michael Jackson, but I hate to see him go this way. And uh, even the doctor, Ian, the doctor is uh, maybe he shouldn't have took on this uh, client, you know. you know, He might be a great guy, but he, he took on this client and uh, – you know, I I as a person, you know, I, I might not want to be Michael Jackson's or Lady Gaga's doctor. You know, it's too much pressure. You know, you never know something go wrong. You got all these fans upset at you. The whole world is upset at this guy. It's all based I on probably, the person. I mean, even though it's even though as you said, he got paid quite well to um, work with him. That it was that sometimes sometimes it's um, you're paying a bigger price than receiving what might seem like a good amount of money. Yeah, you're right. You know, so maybe the money, the money wasn't, you know, what was it, 150000 a month? Wow, maybe, you know, maybe it's not worth it because, you know, look at all the things that could go wrong, you know. Is that worth it? Right. This guy's never going to, yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, and, and, you know they, they administering this drug, uh, propofol, and you know you need an anesthesiologist. You need somebody that that does anesthesia to uh, to with the right equipment, you know, to do that. And uh, he didn't have it, so 
That's a sad story, and I just want to bring it up, you know, and uh, we'll we'll see right. where this really child goes. All right. So why don't we just go a little back further in time, and I know you've shared with us many times that one of your favorite artists as a child was the Jackson 5. And what was it about the Jackson 5 that as you, little Jay Logan as a child, really liked about them? Well, when I, when I went to the Apollo to see the Jackson 5, they they seemed to be a family group. And I like I like to see a family sticking together. And they seemed like to be a good group of kids. You know, they didn't seem like they were in a lot of trouble. They didn't, they didn't, see, they didn't seem like uh, the father seemed to have a great method of keeping them together. And uh, they were just so talented, you know, so talented. And then hearing those voices, you knew in the beginning, you knew that there was something there, you know. You knew that the Jackson Flies were going to be great. You just knew it. And um, I've never seen anything like that other than maybe the Beatles, you know. And uh, the Beatles, just, it, was, it, was just, it was just wonderful, wonderful seeing those kids up there singing and dancing. And I wanted to be like one of them. I wanted to play in a band. And nobody knows that the Jackson Flies also had a kid band that played with them. I mean, the boys played. But then they had some cousins and, and other relatives that played behind them. So it was just a bunch of kids up there just jamming the music. A bunch of kids, and they were all a family, is what you're saying. They yeah, they were all a family. They, they in up, the family. Yeah, they ended up, I guess, getting rid of the cousins and all of them that used to play for them because they need more professional musicians. But when I saw them, they had kids playing the music, the instruments also. You know. So, wow. So it was kind of kind of cool. Kind of cool. I mean, you had Tito and, and Jermaine playing the bass and guitar, and then you had this keyboard player and this drummer, you know. And I just, Super. I was there, with, I was in New York when I saw him. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, so, it's one of those things where as you're going into the present and we have these trials and, this, and the sad things, just to remember... Remember, what are the good things? What do they enjoy? It's like, why, it's like, why is Michael Jackson famous to begin with? And apparently he, he and his family started out just providing joy to Jay Logan and many, of, many fans. Right, and I went out and bought the records, and uh, I bought all the records, and I just, you know. And, and that's what, this, this is why it's so hard today. You know, to deal with this because you, when you grow up and you see these, these groups that you grew up listening to, and, uh, and they break up, you know, you you know, or something happens, some tragedy happens, it's very hard to deal with because they're part of your life. They're part of your life, and uh, you really enjoyed growing up on their music. So they were so good. I really enjoyed the Jackson Fives. And uh, matter of fact, I, I was hurt when the Jackson Fives broke up as a band. You know, I was like, well, what's going to happen now? You know. Michael Jackson, he's leaving, the bro- he's leaving his brothers? What's up with that, you know? I, you know, I mean, I thought the family that, you know, stays together, you know? Uh, that kind of was weird. Uh, it wasn't like they were the temptations where you had, like, separate entities and this guy wasn't really related to this guy. This is a family, man. It's like the Osmonds, you know? It's like, you know, Donnie Osmond and Marie, Marie Osmond leaving the Osmonds, you know? You can't leave your family. What are you doing, Mike? So that, that, that bugged me for a while, and then I finally realized he wanted to do his own thing, but... Uh, uh, that was something right. spectacular there, there, you know. I was like, what's going on with that, you know? <clears throat> right. And just to think 
that the kid from the Jackson Five years later recorded Thriller. Yeah, and, and you know you, you, that's that's what well, it's funny. The kid from the Jackson Five went years later recorded Thriller, and that's such like a huge song. You know, Halloween is coming up here and getting ready to be in the month of October. There's nothing. You're seeing all these uh, costume commercials and thrillers playing in the background, you know, and you see all these kids yeah. dancing. They're, they're playing thriller, you know, and it's kind of uh, it's still. It's like Michael Jackson month or something, you know. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, yeah, thriller is a huge. It's the theme song for right now for the month of October for Halloween. I I know it's like every year here in the city you've got the Greenwich Village Halloween parade and. Every year, there's always this group that's in the parade that does the thriller video, that does the dance. And it's always one of the exciting things to see. I've seen it on TV a few times. I've never actually been to the parade myself, but that's such a sight. Wow. That's wonderful. I wonder, is, it, is it like they're doing a mob out there? or Is that how they do They all get together and do the dance? Or? It's not so much like a flash mob because the Greenwich Village Halloween Parade, if anyone doesn't know, it's a very open parade. It's like anyone can march in it, and pe- and people go all out in creating floats and costumes and group costumes. But there's like this, there's always this group that does that is like does the thriller dance, like as part of the parade. Wow! And it's a sight to see. Like I, as I said, I've seen it on TV before. I've never been there in person. One day I want to go to the Greenwich Village Halloween Parade because it just looks like so much fun. Wow. Well, you know, you, you can you can put your Michael Jackson costume on, your thriller costume, the red coat, and get out there and go out there. And you might look good wearing a nice leather. You, you, uh... you, know, you know, I need to learn <laughs> to dance. That's what I need. I need lessons. I need to learn to dance. I can be part of the thriller. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, got the, you got the voice and everything. Yeah, sounds great. I think you'll be you'll do oh, good. Well, you know what? I could do voices. I could do different voices. We can all do different voices, voiceovers and voice operations. So I think we've right. danced our way to the next thing that we were talking about, because I know that last week we spent a lot of time talking about The X Factor and the premiere of The X Factor, and now three episodes of the show have aired. So, Jay, what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are wows or wow. I mean, Tell me. what a sh- Wow, this show is, you know, you know, I like American Idol, but this show takes it to a different level here. It's, uh, I can understand why it's called X Factor, and the re- this it just blew me away because, you know, when I watch the show, it has to do with more of people's struggles and people's lives. I mean, you got the blue 14 and 12 year old kids, and they haven't struggled, but then you got the 42 year old and the 59 year old that made it. And you look at these people that have been trying all their lives, and they have each one of these artists have stories that bring just tear-jerking stories. Just tears. I mean, just, you know, you just see how hard it is and how, how long they've been trying to make it and be successful, and how they gave them their soul and their heart to music and never got the opportunity. And uh, then you also see that they give people a chance. You know, like um, when we watched American Idol, we watched, uh, we watched a lot of times they made fun of some of the singers that auditioned. Okay, so like they'd well, have they'd have the bad singers, they'd have the William Hugs. They would put focus on the bad during the audition rounds. Right, they would put focus. The X Factor doesn't really do that. They give 
They said, well, we give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you'll get up here and magic will happen and you'll do good. So they don't really laugh at the bad singers. They kind of like tell them that we appreciate you coming on the show and you might not fit our show, but we're really glad you brought laughter and fun and, and good time to our show and good luck in your endeavors. I like that. And um, they really have a more caring approach to the people that are not as talented instead of just uh, making them into a big joke. I like that. But the most thing about it is the show, you feel the soul of the show. You feel the you feel the, the, the passion of the art. The passion and the art and just being in that audience and just the fact that it's not just how with American Idol where everything's like in a closed studio with just the judges and with just the hosts that it's gone bigger than that. And it goes into the studios. And that it's they're not manipulating for something. Jay, Jay, I can kind of hear you in the background. I think maybe you should hang up and call back, and we'll get you back on as soon as we can, because I know we're having some connection errors with Jay right now. going to hang up Jay. Okay, Jay has Jay. I'd like Jay to call back. In the meantime, I will tell you my experiences are, yeah, it's a different show because it's in front of a live studio audience. And instead, and you have people cheering, booing, and people just want to see it, people be successful. I mean, everyone, no one wants to be a failure. Does anybody? No, people want to live their dreams. And The X Factor is just, yes, it is just a television show. It isn't like the only way someone gets their dreams come true. I mean, this is a show that just premiered this week. I know it's been wildly successful in the U.K. and outside of England as well. But that's where it is. And there is a lot that can be appreciated and enjoyed from this show, from The X Factor. And I'm looking forward to seeing as the show expands and as the show goes on. And it will be a special thing. And I certainly know it will be. Going to see if we can find a different way. I do apologize. Oh, wait, never mind. We do have Jay back. I will now let Jay come back in. And (laughs) Jay, thank you. Welcome back. Yeah, so I was talking, uh, did anybody catch any of the wonderful things, things that were talking about the X Factor, or did it cut off at a certain point? But uh, I'm going to just start talking about it again, yeah, if, that, if, that, if that's all right with you. <laughs> that is all right with me. Is that all right, audience? The audience <laughs> has no problem. I don't hear any rejections or any calls from the outside audience. So go ahead, Jay. Yeah, well, one of the things I was saying was I think the X Factor has revitalized the music industry more than more than to say uh, American Idol where they just look for one person and they only can be one and they have to be a certain age. I think this thing has broadened the spectrum and has brought all the groups out. And since the age limit is 112, you get everything, and that's wonderful because now people can see people that's 
30, 40, 42, 49. There's one guy out there, he's 58. And uh, and he was great. He was doing a, uh, a Bill, a Bill um, he was, oh, excuse me, he was doing Lean on Me by Bill Withers, yeah. So, I mean, it was great. They, he made the final cut. And uh, I love the X Factor again because the fact that I can feel all the stories and I can feel the passion and the pain, how much that these artists have been trying over and over and over and over to be excited. And that, that's, that's, that's why I love it. I love it. And I, and I love the fact that they don't, they don't bully the bad artists. They give everybody an opportunity, whether you're good or not. You get that little 15 seconds. And you, if you can impress those 3,000 people in the audience, the judges tend to go more along with the audience. Where American Idol, the judges make the decision until the last also, part of the season. Until the last part. I mean, the thing with American Idol is because it's basically it's in that closed room where you don't have the audience cheering them on. That it they that the producers actually really are just manipulating the situation to create something that's bigger or smaller. I mean, especially like with the bad conduct contestants and auditions. And, yeah, right. you have the audience for the X Factor. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, the judges are having fun with each other. Where, you know, when they were kind of, on American the judges were kind of beefing with one another. But it seems like Paula and L.A. Reid and, uh, uh, and, and Simon, all of them, they, they're having fun with each other. They make the jokes. They make a fun of each other. It's hilarious. You know, if you watch the interactions between the judges, it's so funny, you know. Um I really enjoy. I'm enjoying it, and I, I'm glad the audience is there because the audience can sway the judges' decision in audition, which is that doesn't happen in American Idol. You know, sometimes judges you know miss things. You know, just because uh, you might not like somebody singing, you might like their overall uh, entertainment value. Um, but it's very, very, very fun, and I don't know. This this comes. This brings us to will American Idol continue to be on TV. And you brought this point up. I like to talk about that. And you brought yeah. up that. Will American I, Idol continue in the next season? What do you think? I think the big ish that's going to be a big question, which I don't think is going to be answered until May. Because I know one of the things that the X Factor has, got, has against it is it's on in the fall. And most new shows start in the fall. I mean, the X Factor has gotten some very big audiences in its first few shows, yet it has not won its time slot. American Idol, over the years, has been the number one show in television. It has gotten the highest ratings at the time because it premieres in January. Against, and does it really go against lots of new shows? Does it really go against season premieres? So the issue is, will the X Factor be bigger than American Idol? Or will the X Factor actually move to that spring slate next year? I think the, I think what may happen is we'll see what happens this fall because the one thing, the advantage American Idol has on it is they went, they've already had a full season without Simon Cowell. The curiosity of what is American Idol going to be like without him has passed. And 
it has done well enough with the new crew with Jennifer Lopez and with Steven Tyler where they were able to renew it for another season. I don't know what's going to happen beyond this. I think a lot of it will depend on what are the ratings going to be like with the X Factor. Will the winners of the X Factor become as big stars as some, but not all the American Idol winners? I mean, American Idol has been on the air now for 10 years. It, this will be the, yeah, premiered in 2002. And you have some huge giant stars, like particularly Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood, who have become, who are really probably like the big, most successful winners on that, in the history of that show. Will the right. X Factor beat American Idol? I mean, it's happened in England. And in England, Simon Cowell didn't leave Idol, yet Idol was still canceled because the X Factor had become that big. I know one thing that that both shows have going for it is they're on the same network and they're on at different times of the year. So it's not like they're that's it's not like a full out competition, but it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, to see if indeed both shows get renewed next year or if they even like flip them and move X Factor to the spring and put even American Idol in the fall. And it's right. also the also another thing is American Idol obviously is maturing. The fact that they've changed the cast, they changed the judges. Question is, will Ryan Seacrest be there forever? I mean, Ryan Seacrest has certainly made a career out of himself. He's, I mean, being the host on E and producing a lot of TV shows and taking over for Dick Clark for the New Year's show on ABC, where like, I mean, Ryan Seacrest probably has become is probably like one, become one of the biggest stars on television because of American Idol, and as far as we know, he can't sing. Right. Will 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 Steve Jones, the the British host who is the host of the X Factor, have that stigma? I think that at this point, time will tell that if there is room for two shows, two, right. two. I mean, you can see it's. I mean. I mean, American Idol and The X Factor are not the only music competition shows on TV. I mean, NBC has The Voice. I mean, The Voice came out of nowhere to become a big hit. I mean, I mean, season two of The Voice is premiering on Super Bowl Sunday on NBC. That is the show that NBC has, has chosen to to have after the Super Bowl, which is one of the biggest time slots for a TV show. I mean, American Idol, I mean, The Voice, Season two is premiering right immediately after the Super Bowl. That's a big deal. Right, right. So I, Jay, I guess um, what that? No, no. I mean, like I said, I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Um, time will tell. My thing on um, if Jennifer Lopez does not come back to Idol, we're going to have serious problems. Well, from what I hear, she is back, and that they have, they have since they've already been doing all. I mean, all the auditions start for America Idol start during the summer, and then go okay. into the new, and then like going into. So they have the, the well-produced shows come the mil, middle of January when American Idol premieres. But right now, Idol's not on the air. The X Factor is on the air, and. 
and Fox might actually have another Fox might have been able to actually expand and be able to just move on from the fact that American Idol is getting so old. Right. Or you Even know what they could do in is they after all these uh let's take the greatest X Factor stars and the greatest idol stars and match them up and have a show called X Factor versus Idol. <laughs> yes, it could it could be like one of those like competition shows and they could do like like Bachelor Pad or like the the challenge on M T V where or they had the Battle of the Network Reality Stars. Right. And Battle of the Stars. Like, Battle, and it, they could even, like, have things that go beyond singing competitions. Like, that's okay. one of the things that has been successful that reality, the so-called reality television. I mean, reality television is now about 12 years old, or at least the way we know it. Like, I mean, the show that changed everything was Survivor. As once, as that turn things around that had gone from scripted dramas and sitcoms to to really like the thing with reality shows is when you don't have big name stars you don't have to pay them much or at all and they're a lot cheaper to produce than than the big time dramas I mean the budgets for dramas have grown so much on broadcast to the fact that most most successful real scripted TV shows now are tend to be on cable. And that's just that's an evolution of that's just an evolution of the politics and the media and the business of television. But you know what, Jay? This show is not about television. The show is, I mean, although it is a part of it, it's about music and there's just a lot of music that's going on in this world, and I'm very happy that we get to be part of it. Well, um, I want, I want you, you told me that uh, the kids are, there's some technology going on there, Ian, and you mentioned it to me earlier. You told me some Amazon has came out with some new product. Um, yeah, like like you, like you were mentioning something about something being kindled or music, interesting, rekindled. Well, what I'm finding is, like, the big thing this week is, the um, Amazon Kindle Fire, which wow. is a new, which is a new tablet out there. It's similar to the iPad in some ways, but it's a bit smaller, and it costs two hundred dollars, which is the cheapest of most of these pads. And what I mean, the positive of it is obviously the price. Some of the drawbacks is. There are some limited features that it goes basically like into proprietary Amazon things. But Amazon, I know they've started with their cloud music and they have their Kindle. And I can tell you that Kindle is the e-reader platform I use of choice. I think that basically the $200 price point, I think it's going to be a hot seller this Christmas. And it's something which is going to just continue to adapt the ways people get their music. I mean, it's just an expansion of everything we've been talking about, about all the cloud things, about Apple's iCloud and iTunes Match, and you have Google Music, which, which to be honest, I've tested, and it's got its good points, it's got its bad points. I, I, I got a question. Like Spotify. 
I got a question for you. Okay, is this Amazon tablet is 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 Android based, right? It's Android based, but it's not a full like hackable programmable thing. Where okay, where where like the the applications are limited. Like they like it's kind of like how on the early iPhones. You could only use Apple Safari browser. You couldn't use other browsers. Basically, okay. Amazon is Amazon has created a browser specifically for the Kindle Fire. It's the only browser you can use, which basically connects to Amazon servers. So, therefore, when you're surfing on the web and using their tablet, Amazon basically knows what you're looking for I can then tailor advertising towards you so uh, you know that's okay so that's different there that's different because I, I know there's like a lot of uh, some of the some of the kids at my uh, my older daughter's school she's going to attending they have these tablets and they complain that they can't on the Amazon tablets they can't get quick time and they can't look at some of their lessons and some of the stuff is using quick time to tutorial type of thing. So I'm wondering, I'm uh, hoping that the Amazon, I guess without hacking it, you won't be able to use the QuickTime uh, format. Is that correct? Uh, I, I don't think so. It's like one thing about these tablets, all these tablets and smartphones compared to PCs is there's just a lot of pri- proprietary uh technology on it where basically there there are limits to what you can do and what you can't do. And for someone who wants everything, that there there's certainly an issue to that. But but I can say that it's playing with the tools you have. I'm sure there are a lot of amazing things that can be done. It's kind of like a few months ago where we had where we had my friend John on where he was talking about making music instruments. Okay. I think I think it's really about it's not so much about what you can't do, but it's like what can you create with what you already have. Right. I think as I said, I think that the Kindle Fire is gonna be successful mainly because I think the biggest issue is its biggest thing selling point is its price because it is two hundred dollars. I mean, the cheapest iPad I think is maybe around five hundred. Maybe you can get a discount on it, but nothing towards that one ninety nine sticker price. So, so I think so that's. I, I, I think that's that's really good. Uh, that brings the iPad to a lot more people, maybe a lot more schools, and you could uh, carry the thing around and that fire thing or the fire. Amazon thing would work good. Um, I have an iPad and also a Kobe, um, which Kobe's are okay. They're Amazon-based. I mean, excuse me, Android-based. Android? Is that like Kobe Android. Bryant? Yeah, like Kobe Bryant, you know. Yeah, we're going to go into that for a minute, too. That's funny. Um, but I wanted to say that I, I think when Apple decides to make the iPad 3 and they will have dual operating OS, where they have a PC side, like on their Mac, and an Apple side, that would change the game. So if Apple is listening, I'm pretty sure they have that in the works, where you can have Android 
Or you can use the OS, Apple OS, and you can have both, the both both worlds where you can put what you want on it. And, wow, that'll be the day right there. I, I can see that coming down. Uh, I can see that coming down the pipe. But uh, speaking of Kobe Bryant, yeah, they, they're having um, – <laughs> uh, we're going to go into that little section of our show, our, our, our sports side. Um, the, the, the Kobe Bryant thing is he doesn't know what he wants to do. The NBA is locked out. And he wants to go over to uh, Italy and play for three million dollars a month. So they all three hundred dollars a month. Uh, three million. Okay, okay, that's that, that's a big difference because I because I know I mean Kobe Bryant is a big time superstar, and not just talking about not just even talking about basketball. I mean he's a multi 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 millionaire. That that's. That's big box. I mean, although Kobe Bryant, I'm sure, is someone who could afford to go to Italy playing for $300 a month or even paying to play on a team. I personally think that with the NBA lockout, that if that if, if these basketball players, like if the, the NBA is not happening, they should be allowed to play in other leagues. And I know that they actually have that – FIBA, like the international basketball body, has a deal with the NBA that allows people to. What do they allow people to do? They they they're allowing the basketball players to play for international teams, but as soon as the lockout ends, they have to leave those teams. So all these international teams know this, and and that's what's going to happen. Even though from what everyone is saying right now on the NBA lockout is people are expecting the entire season to be canceled because the NBA, NHL back in 2004-2005 was the first North American professional major league to cancel an entire season. That it's, that it's something that it is very possible that that's going to happen. Okay, okay. And, and then... And then after it is over, it will. After it's over, there will be a new era. Because I know that in Brooklyn they're building a brand new arena, the um, Barclays Center, which was going to be the home of the Nets, the New Jersey Nets. Which it was officially announced that the name of the team will be the Brooklyn Nets. And one of my music predictions actually came true. That my prediction was the very first event to take place at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn mm-hmm. when it opens will be a Jay Z concert. Oh, so, they, so that's uh, that's amazing. Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hold on one second, Jay. What can you say? Oh uh, yeah, I wonder. Um, also. Uh, Touch on the congratulations to New York Yankees and uh, your team out there. You know, my Giants out here didn't do good. They didn't fare too well this year. And uh, also, how about those uh, Red Sox? Uh, what do you think about uh, them not making the postseason? Um, and the fans in New York were uh, basically um, – saying that the Yankees watched the game on purpose with the Rays. So that was uh, very interesting. That was all over the news. 
And the reason why I'm bringing it up because I was while I was listening to Mike, Mike and Mike, and and they actually came up with a song, uh, and they dedicated it to the uh, Red Sox called "You Lose." And uh, you lose. A lot of, yeah, so, <laughs> it was an actual song, and a lot of my friends that that I love for some of their kids were laughing at the uh, <laughs> the song because uh, they weren't going to play it because they didn't want to be mean to the Red, the Red Sox fans, but they played it anyway, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a it's a it's hilarious. <laughs> It's a lot of song, and so that's, well, that's funny. A lot of kids, they download it on the iPod, so I was just thinking. <laughs> well, all I can say is that Boston has had a great run. They, the Boston Bruins are currently the Stanley Cup champions. In the last decade, they've had the Celtics, the Red Sox, and the Patriots win multiple championships. So, yes, Boston, the Boston Red Sox will not be winning the World Series this year. But I think the fans of Boston have a lot to be thankful for and don't need to be better. But I mean, they can just listen to their music. Like a few weeks ago, I went to Fenway Park and I saw Jonathan Papelbon come out to them to a, to a song by Dropkick Murphys, which is a Irish band out of Boston, and it was an exciting thing. It was. It's like, people, like the people in Boston, I mean, I'm a New York fan, I'm a New York sports fan, but the people in Boston have a lot to look forward to, a lot to be proud of. So, yeah. so Jay, so Jay, I've just got one more question for you before we go tonight. What okay. is my treasure? What is my treasure, not yours? No, okay, what is yours? Okay. Um. Well, my treasure is today is having a wonderful, wonderful time watching um, – the X Factor next week because I'm enjoying it. So that's my treasure. I'm I'm enjoying some of the talent. I'm enjoying the revaluation of the music industry because even though X Factor might not be as big as American Idol just yet, it's bringing back artists, and that just makes me smile. And and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing L.A. Reid do a good job because they all the judges are going to compete against each other. Each of them are going to get a group of artists, and they're going to have to find the artists with the X Factor. So. The uh, last thing L.A. Reid said on the show is, Simon, I'm looking forward to challenging you, and I'm going to win this. <laughs> and Simon, Simon, Simon threw his phone down. So he said, that's, that's, what, that's what, so I'm looking forward to that. That's my treasure. And I'm also looking forward to our next week's show. I'm looking that's forward to next week's show, which will be next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Pacific. My treasure is that it is a beautiful fall day here in New York. The Yankees are opening up the playoffs tonight against the Detroit Tigers. CeCe Sabathia against Justin Verlander. You can't get better than that, except for when the Yankees win, of course. So, Jay, it's been a great show today. Thank you for being here. All right, all right. I'll see you next week. All right, everyone, we will... We will see you next week, everyone, Uh, next Wednesday. Until then, what is your treasure?